On a beautiful Wednesday morning, you hear the music for the studios of Grand Fork's Best Source. It is time now for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. Excited to talk to our realty expert, John Brodine, right after this. What would tomorrow look like if you sold your house today? Maybe you'd move to a new city or a new country. Maybe you'd pick up birding or birdies. You could get into wine, not that into wine. Or skiing. Warmer skiing. Or maybe you'd spend more time doing nothing at all. When you're ready for whatever comes next, we'll be ready to help you get there. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. All right, and we are back with your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. In the studio, we've got realty expert John Brodeen. How you doing today, man? Hey, I'm good. Good, good, good. Been a couple of weeks. I know. Thanks for having me on. Um, big plans for tomorrow, Thanksgiving tomorrow yeah, already. Yeah, I know. Wow. Already. This um, year has just flown by. I know. Um, going over to my parents' place tomorrow, uh, and then my in-laws are coming over too, so oh, should be nice. Watch some football, relax mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, I'll see if the Vikings food. can't look a little better maybe tomorrow night than they did Sunday. I know. I'm nervous for that. You oh, know what God. they say about Kirk Cousins' prime time. Uh, you didn't even have to bring that up. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I kind of forgot about that prime time thing. Fan. Well, they, they call him the new nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, usually the Vikings end up losing to a really crappy team. Yeah, uh, sure you know, so, but I mean. Maybe they're mad from that loss they took last weekend. That's all we can hope on. for. The Patriots. Patriots, that won't be an easy game, though. No. Yeah, I'm excited. It's never easy taking on a Belichick team. No. Uh, No matter what he's got for the year, the the guy always... I mean, they never get good draft picks, you know, and they always end up doing well with what they've got. But anyway, enough about football, enough about Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, What do you want to talk about? So we're going to talk about VA loans. Okay. um, If you're thinking about getting a VA loan, you definitely need to know all of this stuff before uh, going forward because there's a lot of pros to using a VA loan, but there are also some cons or some risks that you people should be aware of. Um, so uh, first, let's go through some of the pros. And a lot of people, if they're already considering a VA loan, they probably already know this. Okay, so you should probably not get a VA loan until you listen to this and you, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, okay. Um, and the other thing is, if you're getting a VA loan, there are local lenders who are experts at doing VA loans. Use a local lender. I've had so many experiences where somebody's been using um, like Veterans United or mm-hmm. maybe Federal. Not everybody. Local. USAA, it's a total crapshoot who you get with those companies, if mm-hmm. they're going to be good or if they're going to be really bad. If it's a local lender, they really want to do a good job for you. They're probably... Um, more uh, informed on these topics. Sure. They'll be able to have this conversation with you as well. And you can do it face-to-face. You can do it face-to-face. Yeah. And they care They care about their reputation within the community. They care about doing a good job for you. Um, some guy at a big national lending company that's located somewhere else in the country, um, you know, they're probably never going to get repeat business from the realtor. They're prob- that right. you know, right. mortgage lender is probably never going to get repeat business from the agent. Mm-hmm. So they have less incentive to do a great job for you as the VA buyer. Sure. So I would, every VA buyer, I would encourage you go local. Okay. Um, the, you know, your agent will be able to refer you to somebody trustworthy. That's local. That can do a great job. Part of what you guys do. Yep. So, um, pros of a VA loan, hundred percent financing is available. So this is probably one of the biggest draws, um, for people. Now, just cause you're not having to put any money down doesn't mean it's as 
you know, doesn't mean it's less of a commitment as putting a down payment on a house. Okay. So we'll talk more about this later. It's still a huge commitment. You should still take it very seriously and figure out if it's the right decision to make to buy or rent or whatever. Um, but hundred, hundred percent financing. So 0% down, um, Usually the rates are lower, usually anywhere from three eighths of a percent um, to uh, half a percent lower. Okay. Um, you can ask the seller to contribute up to 4% towards your closing costs. So you're going to have a lender origination fee. You're going to have some prepaid taxes and insurance. Um, you can get the seller to contribute up to 4% of the sale price towards this, which a lot of, I see that a lot of VA buyers like to try to take advantage of that. So a lot of times they get into a home with zero out of pocket Mm -hmm. and there's there's pros to that there's also risks involved in that so we'll talk about that later um so they allow a lower debt to income ratio um or i guess a higher debt to income ratio than uh conventional financing so you when you add up all your total debts including the house payment that can be a greater percentage of your total um take home income um then on a conventional loan, FHA is going to allow the highest debt to income ratio. Um, so if you're on the borderline, you know, you might not qualify for a certain loan amount conventional, but you might be able to qualify if you go VA. Mm-hmm. So that can be a benefit for some people. So there's no mortgage insurance, but there's a funding fee instead. Um, so like for the first time use on a VA loan for somebody who's active duty, um, retired, uh, you know, uh, reserves, um, national guard, it's going to be like 2.3% funding fee, um, of your total of your loan amount. Okay. Pay instead of paying like a monthly mortgage insurance premium. Mm -hmm. If you use like an FHA loan or insured conventional loan, anything less than 20% down, you're going to have mortgage insurance. Now you can get that if you, so it's 2.3% on your first use, 3.6% on your second use. Um, and that's if you're putting like 0% down, if you put more than if you put five or more percent down, then you're going to lower that a little bit. So the more money you put down, the less your funding fee is. Okay. Um, this is, I think, where the the biggest benefit comes in for veterans if they qualify for this. Um, if you're eligible, you can get your funding fee waived. And this is amazing. This is something they're not going to find anywhere else. Um, so uh, disabled, and I'm not going to go through every single one of them. People should do their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find know, out if you're eligible. Out if you're eligible or sure. not. Sure. But like, for example, disabled, disabled veterans where their disability is service related, um, retired veterans who could receive disability pay if they weren't already getting retirement, um, veterans eligible to receive compensation because of a pre-discharge review or exam, veterans on active duty uh, who are um, otherwise eligible, for compensation, um, active duty people who have received uh, a Purple Heart, um, spouses, uh, surviving spouses of a veteran who's passed uh, or who's completely disabled. So for those people, they're probably not going to find a better option anywhere right, else. Because right. if they were to use any other loan type, they're going to be paying mortgage insurance mm-hmm. unless they put up to 20% down. Sure. So, but when we talk about, so a lot of people look at the VA loan as a way that they can get into a home and own a home with like nothing out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think this is the best way to look at it, especially, so we'll, we'll go through a couple situations. So when you put 0% down, you start with like zero equity, yep, zero right. equity in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, just like how we talked about how, you know, Dave Ramsey recommends putting a certain amount down um, to be more financially safe. Um, you know, when we're talking about not being over leveraged with investment properties, 
Same risks apply if you're putting 0% down, you have no equity in your primary residence. So that's something for people to think about. It's one thing if you're going to be in the home for a very, very long time, because these risky, you know, a little bit air being on the riskier side can, that risk can be mitigated by staying in the home for a long time. If you're not going to be staying in the home for a long time, that's when you really need to consider this risk. Cause that makes it, makes it more risky less time you're going to be in the home. Um, what a lot of people decide to do, which I'm not a huge fan of is wrapping the funding fee into their loan amount. So then they're starting with negative equity, right? Um, which is a little bit scary. And then the other thing I sometimes see people do is they inflate the purchase price to get seller paid closing costs. So you're even further in the hole. So let's say they could have bought a home for 200,000. Instead, they offer 208,000 and ask for the seller to give $8,000 back in closing cost assistance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So instead of choosing to buy that home for 200,000, they choose to buy it for 208,000. So now they're, you know, they're starting right. off at a loan amount of 208. Let's say they wrap in the funding fee. So just so people understand what this means, um, well, before we go over that, there's also some uh, condition requirements that are associated with a VA loan. It's going to be very similar to like FHA or USDA. Okay. So it's not just exclusive to VA loans. Mm-hmm. Um, but this can, you know, there's certain type of properties where this is not going to be an issue at all. Um, they're really moving ready, you know, nicer homes are going to be fine. Um, but if you're looking at a little bit of, 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 of fixer upper, that's where this is going to be a problem. So it's not going to allow any chipped and peeling paint on a home built before 1978. Yep. Uh, it's not going to allow any um, steps without handrails. So these things oftentimes need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. The appraiser needs to go back out, see that they've been done just to be able to close. Sellers are usually aware of these sort of things. So this can, if the home isn't in perfect condition, it's got some of these issues, um, a conventional loan would probably be fine. But a VA, FHA, USDA type loan, you're going to have to address these issues. Right. Yep. Um, in order to close. So there's some ways around it that we know as realtors, you can ask grow for paint if the, you know, if the weather doesn't allow for it. Sure. Like um, now, you yeah, know, like yeah. right now mm-hmm. I'm doing that on a, or yeah, I'm in the process doing that on one of my deals right now. You could dang their paint this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Dang there. Yeah. It's getting close. <laughs> so let's talk about what this looks like. So let's say you're a first time home buyer. You want to buy a listing. There's a new listing that comes on for $200,000. you are the only offer. You want to max out your seller paid closing costs. You agree to purchase it for $208,000 and you get $8,000 back in closing costs. So you could have bought it for two hundred. dollars It's probably worth around two hundred, dollars um, But you're you know, agreeing to pay $208,000. Mm-hmm. Um, a little higher loan amount. You probably get, you know, you're probably at almost nothing out of pocket. You might even get some money back at this point. Um, you decide to wrap in your VA funding fee um, to limit the out-of-pocket even more. Mm-hmm. So um, after this is all said and done, the home you could have bought for 200000 your loan amount is now $212,784. Yeah. Okay? Wow. So you owe basically $12,000 more than what that home could have been purchased for. Sure, um, right. So, and, you know, in exchange for that, you you did zero out-of-pocket, but now you... Now you currently owe more than what that house is worth, Mm -hmm. right? So if you stay in this house for 15 years, no problem. You know, it's going to go up in value. You're going to pay down your loan. You're going to be just fine. If If there's a chance that you could be moving soon, though, that's where you really need to factor this in. So um, let's say after three years, you have to move. And after three years, the market's gone up by 2% per year. 
Um, so now the house is worth $212,000. Mm-hmm. You've paid off some of the loans, so you owe $204,000. Um, the problem is when you sell, you're going to have commissions, closing yep. costs, all that kind of stuff. So you don't net two two hundred twelve thousand dollars out of that sale. You actually would end up netting typically around one hundred ninety eight thousand dollars after you know mm-hmm. after your commissions and closing costs and everything. So you're getting one hundred ninety eight thousand. Your loan amount is still two hundred four thousand dollars. Yeah. So this is with the market going up, and you still need to write a check for six thousand bucks. Yeah. To get so out after of this three thing. years, you, you're still losing. Yes. You, you haven't gained anything. Yep. Mm-hmm. So now imagine that house, the value stays, stays completely flat. Uh, it, let's say you, you bought, there's no way to know what the market's going to do after you buy a home. Sure. You know, for example, after I bought my home, uh, the market stayed flat for probably about, um, probably about three years where a new builder came to town that was building in my price point. Um, so there was really nice options available in the price point when I, um, of where I bought my home. So my home value might have even gone down just a little bit in those Mm -hmm. first three years so this sort of thing can happen obviously over the long term you're going to do well um you know you'll get through those periods where it's a plateau and you'll probably get some appreciation appreciation doesn't just come slow and steady it's usually kind of in spikes and plateaus so at least in our market so this could be a lot worse than needing to write a check for six thousand bucks to get out of it you know, it, mm-hmm. if if things really went sideways with the market, you could be needing to write a check for twenty grand to get out of it. Right, right. You, you could hit a home run, and the market could do great, and you could make money on it with like very little cash out of your own pocket, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a risk that every single buyer needs to be aware of, um, and that's why it's just riskier to owe more than the house is worth and to have so little skin in the game. Um, one of the one of the factors that measures stability in a housing market is the average equity by homeowners. And when average homeowner equity is high, that means it's a good thing for the national housing market. It means the national housing market's sta- uh, stable. Um, when homeowner equity gets really, really low, for example, in like 2007, homeowner equity was extremely low because they were doing a ton of loans where people were having negative equity when they purchased the home or zero equity at all. So if everybody did that, it would be it'd be kind of an unstable housing market because people wouldn't be able to weather a little bit of a downturn. Sure. If you put more money down, you have that ability to weather a downturn. It could be possible you don't have that cash to write the check to get out of it mm-hmm. when you do need to sell. Yeah. And oftentimes military people don't have a choice if they're moving or not. Yeah, yeah. So, you're moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this isn't to discourage people from using VA loans, but if if you're talking to one of those people at a you know big national lender and everything all they're talking about is the pros of mm-hmm. it and they're not educating you on the on the risks that you also need to factor in right and this is the same with like it's not just VA loans it, USDA loans is another loan product where you're doing a hundred percent financing so it could be you know the exact same situation on a USDA loan you know okay and that stuff it just gets a little scary for people and I've seen this happen to to active duty clients yep. where they have to move yeah. and the market hasn't been that great for the amount of time they live there. Maybe they only live there for two years. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen it where they've also hit a home run where the market's been great to them for the short period of time that they owned it and they made a whole bunch of money and never put much of their own cash at all into it. 
But if you want to, if, if you're a financially conservative person and you don't like taking big financial risks, this is all stuff that you should know. So if somebody is out there thinking about using a VA loan, get a hold of one of you guys first. Get a hold of a realty expert. Yeah. Uh, and, and like you said, you know, these national companies, they're not going to, they're just going to sugarcoat everything. They're not going to tell you everything yeah. you need to know. Work with a local lender too. That's, okay. that's the other really important part. There's And so you will many. hook them up with that. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's local lenders that do a ton of VA loans that are great at explaining all this stuff. Um, and yeah, talk to your realtor about it too. Um, you really need to have that conversation. And if your realtor is not having this conversation with you, it's probably a red flag of whether it's better to buy versus rent. Sure. You have to know the, you know, you're right. Right. That same conversation that we talked about. So if somebody wants to do this, they want a VA loan, they need to talk to a realty expert like you, John Brodeen. How do they get a hold of you? Yeah. 701-213-5428. Or follow me on social media. I'm posting stuff on there all the time. Hey, don't eat too much tomorrow. I know, yeah. Have yourself a wonderful Thanksgiving, Yeah, uh, you and your whole family, and we will see you Friday, right? Sounds good, yep. All right. Well, there you go, your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast, Wednesday edition now in the books. Have yourself a great Thanksgiving. We'll be back with John again on Friday.